1: From KQED.
0: Mike, check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now. It's... Hey, what's up, y'all? My name is Pendarvis Harshaw. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Right Now Ish's final entry in our Pens Pal series. Conversations with folks who I know from the Bay, but right now they live really, really, really far away. This week, we're going home to the continent of Africa, specifically the country of South Africa. That's where video game designer turned author, Anwar Bey is spending his days. While there, he's working on his collection of science fiction stories called The Book of Woldu. By relocating to South Africa and visiting other countries on the continent, Anwar has gained clarity unlike anything he's had before. And from that, he's been able to create these futuristic tales. We'll talk about black futures, past adventures, and the importance of knowing that there's love out there for you, you just got to go experience it. All that, after this.
1: Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more.
2: I'm in a neighborhood called uh, Rosebank. Rosebank is like a very contemporary like style neighborhood that's like a mix of like art galleries and business. You can do like shopping here. You can go to art shows and, you know, all the in-between kind of entertainment pieces like bowling and movies. But then also there's a WeWork here. People are, are doing startups here. It's very entrepreneurial and it's it's very like, you know, get it get it done mentality. I'm here to connect with the people more so than anything. And so uh, I, I really get a kick out of just like putting myself in the middle of the people and just experiencing the organic connections.
0: Okay, okay. And then if you could describe the sound of the neighborhood.
2: Definitely lots of footsteps. You know, there's a lot of, like, movement around in Rosebank. Rosebank is like a a, a walked-around neighborhood. There's just lots of stores, so lots of, like, chattering and, like, things being cooked and cars, you know, cars driving around. It's a very fun and, like, powerful cultural kind of, like, centered place for uh, for getting work done.
0: What did inspire your trip?
2: I came out to South Africa in 2016. It was by way of a, a friend's company. Um, my friend Zim, she she used to run this company that she founded called Travel Noir, which was a, a on-site like travel group experience.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I
2: signed up. Initially, I wasn't super drawn to uh, South Africa. Just because of, you know, I was just kind of ignorant in my understanding of the country. My friend Zim was just like, nah, bro, you've you got to come to South Africa. That's, that's, where, that's where your like minds are at. I was like, my like minds? And so I went to Cape Town and I had a good time with the group. But when I came to Johannesburg, that's when it really hit me that like, oh, there's like magic here in the form of just seeing and being within, you know, an endless sea of, of African people that are artists, that are entrepreneurs, that are celebrating just success and, and, and struggle and just, you know, evolving. It was very nice and, and very welcoming. And like, I'd never felt um, as connected to, to any place. And, and, and that trip just really solidified that the continent of Africa as a whole is, is really a place that that was for me and I needed to continue to invest my time in being.
0: Anwar moved to the continent full-time in 2021. Now he spends his days focused on building out his entertainment platform, Plasma Worlds, and his series of stories, The Book of Woldu.
2: I go to WeWork um, every day. You know, WeWork is like is, is like my art studio. When I'm there, I'm I'm, I'm very able to, to focus in and progress uh, this, this work of plasma worlds, uh, the Book of Wooldu. I'm working with artists from all over the world. You know, I'm writing, they're illustrating, I'm art directing, and we're all iterating together uh, this, this beautiful cinematic visual written experience. It's based on people that come from the continent of Africa, whether they live here or their diaspora. And, and it's science fiction. And so it's, it's a future story world focused on action, adventure, uh, space and technology. It's uh, this story about this uh, Ethiopian space captain that gets uh, lost on an alien planet that is ravenous and, 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 and dangerous. And so he's fighting to survive uh, to get back to his wife and daughter. And then on the other end of, of the story is his wife and daughter. They realize that he's alive. And so they've dedicated their lives to designing ways to acquire the necessary wealth, to get into the necessary space programs, to create the possibility of going out into space and, and finding and saving uh, their father and their, and their husband.
0: How do you even go about creating these worlds and scenarios? How do you even make that up?
2: You know, I come from a, a video game background. Like I've been working as a, video, a professional video game developer focused on creating uh, 3D characters for games and animation. You know, I've been doing that for the past like 15 plus years. So I'm just really deep into this kind of like uh, entertainment, right? Video games uh science fiction stories, um, you know, cinematic uh visuals. I think it's a mix of that and my travels. Through my travels, I I see like the breadth of, of humanity. You know, I see I see humanity's highs and I see humanity's lows and I see you know the in-betweens.
0: Why do you think it's important to create narratives about Black folks in the future, Black sci-fi?
2: Because we're out here on all levels. Like, we're out here, you know, especially in Africa, doing all of the things, building the dopest architecture. We are going to be highlighted and we're going to exist in the future just as powerfully as we exist in the present. And so that's why I'm creating this work. Uh, to inspire.
0: In reading about what you do, I thought about all these reports of the population on the continent and how it's, there's so many young folks, like in all these predictions in the next 15 years or so, the majority of young people, 35 and under of the world will be on the continent. And so I'm wondering, does that play into what you're thinking about? Do you see that when you think about the future? Like, how does that play a part in your work?
2: There's another story arc that I'm uh, that I'm working on. It's called Limitless Children, and it's just about these like young kids uh, that are that are on the continent or are from the continent, um, and they're just doing like dope stuff, like you know working together to to build you know fun contraptions like hoverboards and robots. You know they're becoming uh, space captains. Uh, they're becoming world citizens by way of their own devices, and and they're just really like unafraid of failure because they realize that failure is a part of the process of succeeding, and and they kind of like re reimagine um, the the idea of failure within itself, and instead they strive to accomplish failure because they understand that that's the only way to to get to the the the, the visibility. Of, of what's possible.
0: You said strive to accomplish failure. Yeah. That's a bar. <laughs> As a young person, you know, like you, your worst fear is failure. And there's a certain le- level of vulnerability that comes with it. But really you have to have, you got to have some backbone to, have, to be, to want to fail, to know that it's going to lead to a better you, you know?
2: 100%, bro. Like, I, I remember when I was in my my room depressed, you know, I was like 18 and I was like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do in my life. You know, my mom wanted me to go into nursing. So I explored that a little bit. I became a CNA and I was going to school for nursing. But then when I became a CNA, I realized that that definitely wasn't the life for me. And so I was kind of like in a space of like mental struggle. And, you know, this idea of becoming a professional video game developer uh, was shared with me by a friend and and i just remember starting from point 0 but there fear fear was not a part of the process the only part of the process that was so that was so prevalent was like curiosity you know i recognized that i didn't know anything but i knew that it was possible like i felt like i was on the other side of a fence and 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 on the other side of the fence was like this whole world but in order to see, I needed to try to climb. And so I always kept that in mind. I finally became a professional video game developer at my dream company. You know, I was at work like, y'all, y'all don't know where I came from. Like, this is crazy. And they would always be looking at me like, you know, why are you so happy? Why are you so optimistic? You're such a social butterfly. And I was just like, man, y'all tripping. Like, this is the dopest Dopest shit on the planet, and so as long as like I kept trying, then I would always be learning, and so then the the failures wouldn't repeat in the same way, and then after a while the failures become successes.
0: Do you miss home, bro? Honest question, honest answer. Rather,
2: I, I really enjoyed my time in San Francisco. You know, to simplify, I was in San Francisco 05 to 07. And then I moved back 2011, and then I stayed till till, till 2021. And so I loved acquiring the skills of, of of business and entrepreneurship. I loved where I lived, which was just a few blocks from Union Square. I loved the accessibility. Um, I loved the fast moving type of like uh, energy. Uh, I I do I do miss those aspects. I miss my friends. I miss the events. I miss the community. You know, you and I were very much a part of that. And so I, I miss those aspects. What I what I don't miss is the mental struggle. I do not miss the mental struggle. When it came to being inspired and understood uh, about the need for this work that I'm doing with Plasma Worlds, like people people didn't quite get it. You know, people's understanding of and connection to Africa was 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 pretty non-existent. And so it wasn't really feeding me. But being in Africa is 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 all the nutrients. And, and so since I've moved out here, that the, those nutrients and that inspiration has only continued to grow. I meet people all the time and they are excited about the work. You know, they engage the work, they read it, they share feedback They're always sending me different like reference points to like continue growing my connection to the continent and, you know, the cultural aspects and and the things that that I that I can just learn and then, you know, create the possibility of like bringing into the work. And so really like this, this, this is the place. And and, and it's because of being here that that I'm able to 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 be focused and, and get this work progressing to, to towards completion. I think the US will always be home, one of my homes, one of my the the places that, you know, is just it's just who I am. But as far as like, nah I, I'm never gonna be living in the US in a way that like I rely on it completely for my mental stability and, and, and for anything really. I think I think the US for me at this point is a place to visit family, visit friends, do business. And then and then leave. If
0: you were to pin a letter to back home, what would you tell folks about your travels? What message would you just share with people?
2: I think that for the people that are considered black and struggle, it's because home is 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 on the continent. You know, it's the place where you will be surrounded by people that, that, that look to you uh, in the form of, of interest and intrigue, uh, with care and love and with, with gentle touch. I would really invite you to, to come and visit. Load your, your mental with the understanding that like there's a safe space for you in this world and you should go. The U.S. is uh, it's 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 who I am. It's it's who people recognize me as being around the world, and 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 I think that that's okay too. But yeah, you know, take a break from all that. There's love out there, and, and it's just waiting for you to to come and receive it.
0: Thank you, Anwar Bey, for taking some time to converse with us about your personal story, about your work of storytelling. And your POV on this thing that we call Earth. There's love out there and it's just waiting for you to come and receive it. I heard that, man. If that doesn't spark a travel bug in you, I don't know what will. If you all are looking for more on Anwar and his work, check out his website at PlasmaWorlds.com. Plasma is spelled P-L-A-S-M-A Worlds, W-O-R-L-D-S scom Or if you're on Instagram, his handle is Anwar Bay A-N-W-A-R-B-E-Y Marisol Medina Cadena is the Right Nowish producer. Chris Hambrick is our editor. Seal Muller is our engineer. Christopher Beale sound designed this. Rice Stottenborough is our engagement intern. Cesar Saldana is the engagement lead. And the KQED execs that make this all possible are Ethan Toven Lindsay, Jen Sheen, and Holly Kernan. I'm Pendarvis Harshaw, thanking you all for joining us on this series. I love learning about how people are experiencing this thing called life and how a new place of residence can bring forth a new perspective. Over the next few weeks, Right Now-ish will be taking some time off before returning in June with a new series for the summer. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you all. Until then, peace. Right nowish is a KQD production.